Hey everyone, welcome to Entrepreneurship by Design with Dr. C. I'm your host, Dr. Caroline, and thank you so much for joining us today. Entrepreneurship looks different for everyone. How and why we start our business, challenges that occur, pivots we have to make, success we achieve, all while life is happening. That's why I love sharing these inspiring entrepreneurs with you and shed light that there is enough room for everyone to succeed and thrive, even if you're in the same industry. I'm so glad you're here today because we have an amazing guest with us, Roberto. Roberto Perez and his partner, Amanda, are the conscious couple. They help successful men and women who are tired of feeling unfulfilled and alone in their relationships. Instead, they want to live their lives to the fullest and share it with someone who truly values them and so they never feel alone again. That's what Roberto and Amanda helped them create. Thank you so much for being here to Thank you so much for being here today, Roberto. It is such a pleasure to have you. And I would love for you to just dive into your journey, how you got here today, and then we can go a little bit deeper. Yeah. So uh, first of all, yeah, it's an honor to be here, Dr. C. I know you're doing some really great work, so I appreciate the opportunity to serve with you. Uh, So yeah, my journey. Um, It's funny. I just did an entire live to our community kind of talking a little bit about this. So it's like really fresh in my heart and mind. Um. But to give everyone some context, uh, I'm half Cuban, half Polish. My mom is from Poland, born and raised. My dad is born and raised in Cuba. And there's a whole really cool story about how they started dating. Um, but my my mom grew up in a family that barely survived the Holocaust. And as you can imagine, there's just like a tremendous amount of trauma there, right, that they experienced. And that trauma that my grandparents experienced, they didn't really know how to deal with it. And so what did they do? They projected it all over my innocent mom. Mm-hmm. And my mother didn't have the tools to deal with her trauma. And so she projected it all over me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the like turning points of my life that was really the greatest source of some of my deepest pain, which ended up being the source of like my purpose, which is often what it is, right? Is our pain becomes really closely tied to our purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I was about 10 years old and it was the day of my grade six graduation. And I, I didn't really want to be dressed like everyone else. Like everyone was going to be in a suit. We didn't have much money. So I knew that we didn't, we couldn't afford a suit, but my mom had the story that if we stand out, that's going to lead to pain, right? Right, Because that's what it was like growing up for her. So everything was about like fitting in the box and making sure you don't stand out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it's the day of my grade six graduation. I know we don't have money. And I just got the dopest Spider-Man shirt that I ever saw. Mm-hmm. And that's all I wanted to wear on my graduation. And so... um. I tell my mom, I say, mom, I don't want to wear a suit. I want to wear the Spider-Man shirt. And she was so upset and livid. And at the time, I didn't really understand what the big deal was, right? Now, looking back, I get it. Because to her, standing out meant death, literally, right? right? It wasn't rational, but that's how she interpreted this situation, which is why it's so important to do our inner work, to let go of these stories, Right. Because otherwise they dictate our behavior. And then that's what ends up being the cause of some of our greatest mistakes and regrets. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, 
And it was the first time in my life where I just put my foot down and said, no, like, I'm not going to get a suit. It's my graduation. I want to wear this dope Spider-Man shirt. And so I wear the shirt. I go to the graduation. I end up winning the student of the year award. And I remember when I received the award, there were two really um, interesting things that came up for me. Mm-hmm. Number one is I was shocked that I won it. Like I had such a poor perception of myself. I was like, there's no way that I deserve this. And number two, as I was standing there in the podium and I saw this sea of parents and children just looking back at me, my peers, there was no one there that I called family. My dad and my mom weren't there. My mom was not there because she was pissed at me for wearing the Spider-Man shirt. My dad wasn't there because he was working. And so I put on this big smile, but internally, like I just, I felt incredibly alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I got home, I was hoping that this would be the thing that would help my mom feel better. Like, look at this award that I won. And she kicked me out of the house, 10 years old. And uh, I, I'm not really sure why she did, you know, even to this day, I've forgiven her for it. I've done so much work around my relationship with her. I adore her. She's amazing. And the way that young Roberto interpreted that moment is when you put yourself out there and you express yourself authentically, that leads to abandonment. And so for the next, I mean, uh, 15 years of my life or so, I just like lived my life like a chameleon. Right. So however, however way I thought people would accept me, whatever behavior I thought would get people to like me, that's how I I would present myself. And that led me to feeling depressed. That led me to feeling completely unfulfilled. It led me numbing myself with drugs and TV shows and all of the things to distract myself. Right. And it ultimately led to divorce in my first marriage. Right. And it was only after when you know my marriage fell apart uh, my son was two at the time where i had the opportunity to really like look at myself and ask myself like yo like how did i get here mm-hmm. like i i i didn't want to blame my partner which i had done for so long i really wanted to just like do the work to actually look at myself mm-hmm. and then i i hired a coach it was like the first time i ever did anything like that i never invested mm-hmm. that kind of money myself it was so scary Mm-hmm. And uh, she introduced me into the world of NLP, which I'm assuming you're familiar with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and for anyone who's not familiar with it, it stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming, which is really a fancy acronym designed to help you re to help you shift your identity with yourself at an unconscious level. Mm-hmm. Right? And w- the work that I did with her for eight weeks was profound. And I, I was like, I'm obsessed with this stuff. Like I need to learn more. And then for the next like four years, I just dedicated my whole life to understanding how this works and got certified in every certification you could take with NLP and more. And, um, and then, yeah, like, you know, Amanda and I, my current partner, my wife, uh, we just had a baby and we run our business together. You know, we're relationship coaches and, we really help men and women who are just tired of feeling alone. Cause like, I know what that's like. I know what it's like to be surrounded by people who are laughing and smiling. And you feel like no one actually understands you and no one actually knows you for who you are. And when you learn how to 
ultimately live within integrity in yourself, meaning you're not living for the perception of other people, but you're living according to your truth and your heart, that's when you actually attract the right people into your life. And that's what we've dedicated our whole lives for. Mm -hmm. I, I just love everything you said, but I appreciate your transparency of where you were, where you're going, and also understanding that aloneness piece. And it stemmed from mm -hmm. childhood as well, but really being able to help so many other people, especially couples, because I do think when we are our best selves or we're living our truth, we do attract that. I know that's how I attract my partner of just being living in my truth and what I needed, what I was putting out in the world, but it was aligned with what was internal because before I feel like there was a disconnect because of like people pleasing and other things, but not wanting to be alone or wanting to feel a part of the crowd. And I love that you are the conscious couple, you and Amanda, and helping so many people become successful in having more fulfilled relationships, what inspired you to focus in particular on helping people specifically in that area of their lives? It's a great question. So initially, I was super resistant to be a, re a relationship coach, like super <laughs> resistant to it. Um, uh, it was around 2018 that I got introduced to NLP and started my <laughs> practice. It was 2019, I went full time. And then in 2020, at this point, you know, at this point, Amanda and I were already together. She was already certified as a master NLP coach. Mm -hmm. She had her own practice. She was specializing in working with uh, women and sexuality. And it was mm -hmm. awesome. She was doing yeah. so well. And I was focused on working with men and leadership. Mm -hmm. And so when 2020 comes comes around and, you know, we all were in the this like world pandemic time, mm -hmm. we started to notice a theme with our clients that all of their relationship issues were coming to the surface, mm -hmm. right? Because they couldn't sweep it under the rug because they're in lockdown. <laughs> so we started to hear this theme and Amanda and I were talking about it. And we thought, hey, like there's, it, there's a clear opportunity. There's a clear need here that people are, are indirectly asking us for. Mm -hmm. um, and then that's when, yeah, the, the conscious couple was born, so to speak. Uh, and that's when we created our signature program, Firestarter. Um, and but even then, back then, I remember having a conversation with her and telling her, like, like, I am not a relationship coach. I refuse <laughs> to be called a relationship coach. Mm -hmm. But the the irony is, as, as years have gone by since then and really diving deep into this work, like, mm -hmm. like to me, what I what I've learned is that relationships are at the center of everything. Yeah like literally everything, right? If you want to improve your relationship with your partner, you need to look at your relationship with yourself, yes. right? If you want to improve your relationship with money, with food, anything, you need to look at your relationship with yourself. And we often say like our goal, we talk you know, to our team that you know, our intention is to raise the standard of what it means to be a relationship coach. And when people come to our program and they go through the process, like they're improving their relationship with themselves, with their parents, with their kids, with their partner. It's not just romantic. And that's really where our heart is. And that's why now I'm just so proud to say that I'm a relationship coach, whereas back then, super resistant to it, right? <laughs> no, I believe that. And you know, it's just so interesting how it blended so beautifully together, even though there was a lot of resistance maybe in the beginning, but seeing the need and fulfilling that in the pattern, because you're right during the pandemic, when it first hit, people could not get away from their partner. And yeah. I saw a lot of things about divorce and separations because 
a lot of issues were coming to the forefront that were not dealt with and it just kept getting swept under the rug or it was the big elephant in the room and it was noticeable but it, nobody was talking about it and the communication yeah. factor and i'm just really curious too because of your personal experiences and insights that led you to recognize the importance of fulfilling connections and genuine companionship could you elaborate a little bit more on really that shift when you were open and you saw these patterns for couples and it aligned so beautifully with your partner as well and being able to give back to the community and create this Firestart program. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So before we officially, you know, went into business together, mm -hmm. um, it was the first time that Amanda and I were in the kind of relationship that we're in. Before this, we were in relationships that yeah, like on the surface looked fine, right? Like I won't speak to her experience. I'll speak to mine. Like, you know, in, in, in my previous marriage, like we had a really great friendship in a lot of ways, you know, she was my best friend, but there was like a level of depth and intimacy that we were both craving that we just didn't know how to access on the cert. We were living on the surface in our relationship. And so when Amanda and I started dating, there was like a whole new layer of intimacy that we, we felt and not just intimacy, but, but like freedom. You know, I often often tell people that we don't want just to be in a relationship with someone who accepts us to me. That's like the bare minimum. Like if I'm going to be in a relationship with you, I expect you to accept me. But yeah. for us to be in in sacred union together, right? If we're devoting our lives together, which let's be clear, that's a big deal, right? That's yeah. a huge deal. And yeah. if we're devoting our lives together, then I need to be in a relationship with someone where we celebrate each other. Yeah. Right. Where we celebrate each other's expression. The more that I see Amanda express her authenticity, the more I want to pour into that. I want to be like, yes, like give me more of who you are. And I'm talking all of it, not just the good, like pretty parts, like all of it. Right. right. The part, even the, the parts of her shadow. I want to create safety for all of it. I want her to know that all of who she is is honored, celebrated, and loved. And I need that. From her as well. I don't need her to give me that because I give that to myself. But if we're going to be in sacred union for the rest of our lives, that's definitely a standard, right? Mm -hmm. And it's okay if we mess it up because we're going to. Yeah. Um, but it's like a consistent standard. And so after going from, you know, failed relationship after failed relationship to creating the magic that we have. And experiencing just the level of like security. You feel so like when you feel solid within yourself and you're in a relationship with someone that you know is solid, that you just know no matter what, y'all are in this together. You're going through life together. Mm -hmm. That just gives you this like deeper sense of confidence. And I want to help as many people experience that. Because we all deserve to experience that. But the the, the main thing I, I really get across to all my clients, to my audience, is you cannot create that with another person until you've learned to create that within yourself. Yeah. You need to learn to develop a, a solid sense of self before you can even begin to create that with a partner. It doesn't mean you can't have it or simultaneously create it. Mm -hmm. um, and when I learned that and I saw how Amanda and I were able to cultivate it and I started to notice the feedback of people around us that were commenting on it, 
it just became a no brainer. Like, like I'm someone who's very led by my heart and sometimes I'm resistant to what my heart is trying to tell me, but it was clear to me that my heart was like pulling me in this direction to, to lead in this way and to serve in this way. And, uh, yeah, it just, it would have been foolish to just continue to deny it. Mm-hmm. No, and I, I appreciate that because I think when we are in that safe zone with somebody, we, we feel like we can be ourselves. It just deepens that relationship and it deepens that connection because nobody's perfect and we all have flaws, but you know, it's interesting when you are in love, when even like with friends and family, people that we really care about, it just deepens that relationship when we're able to be truly ourselves and truly honest with how we're feeling and they still accept us because you're right. That's like the bare minimum of acceptance, but being able to have that understanding or really seeing where the person's coming from, it just opens up your heart more. At least that's been my experience. I don't know if it's been your experience as well. And I'm sure a lot of other people too. Like I said, I never like to assume, but, you know, I think a lot of people do feel lonely in their relationships because they don't have that safe space where Mm -hmm. they feel like they can express that or they're not on the same page. And I believe that's where the most success for relationships happens. And in your work, how do you guide your clients towards finding those genuine connections and meaningful relationships? Yes, really smart questions, Dr. C. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so first things first is for someone to develop a genuine connection with someone else is in our experience, right? And and I just want to preframe and say that everything that I teach and everything I share is a framework, not a dogma. So anyone listening, just take what resonates, leave what doesn't. I'm just going to share what's worked from our experience, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But typically what I do first and foremost is um, if you want to connect with another person, you need to genuinely feel actually connected with yourself because our relationship with others is constantly mirroring to us our relationship with ourselves, right? And so step one is uh, we put our clients through a process of getting to know themselves intimately just like how you would get to know another person, right? So if I, if, if, if you're going on date with someone for the first time and you're getting to know them, what would you do? You'd sit down and you'd ask them questions and you'd be genuinely curious about them and you would listen to what they're sharing with you and you'd pay attention to how they're sharing it, right? And it's, we put our clients through the exact same process just with themselves. And it's, 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 so fascinating how resistant so many of us are to do that right right? because the more connected you are to yourself the more that you understand who you are the less afraid you are to express yourself because when we are afraid to express ourselves fully then we just hide who we are which means that we are presenting a version of ourselves that is inauthentic that we think the other person is going to like And that doesn't lead to genuine connection. That leads to surface relationships. And over time, surface relationships just end up causing us disconnection, right? And that's the part that is so frustrating. It's like you feel like you're surrounded with people, but you feel alone. And that's because no one actually knows you for you, but it's often because we don't know ourselves truly because we've been avoiding ourselves. So if someone comes to comes to me and says, Roberto, I want to create genuine connections, like amazing. We're going to sit down. I'm going to put you through a process where you're going to leave with a better understanding of yourself. If you want to experience love with another person, let's learn how to fall madly deeply in love with you, where you feel like you hit the jackpot that you get to be you in this lifetime. 
right? And ultimately, like, what else are we here to do than to learn how to live a life like that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we've all been through our own stuff and, you know, our own pain and our own trauma. And, and, you know, some of it isn't even our fault, Mm -hmm. you know, but it is our responsibility to learn how to live a life that we can be proud of. So for anyone who wants to connect with another person, step one is learn how to truly connect with yourself. And I mean, truly, and if you're not even sure how to do that, you know, reach out to me, reach out to Dr. C. I'm sure there's a million ways that, that we can help you with that. Yeah. And then number two um, is there, uh, now that we've connected with ourselves, let's create space to actually connect with another person. And the way to do that mm-hmm. is through safe and accepted vulnerability. Yes. Right. Because intimacy, when I hear connection, I'm really hearing intimacy, right? Like for us to feel connected, there needs to be like a level of intimacy between us. Uh, But intimacy without vulnerability is impossible. Right. So, but, but like, here's the thing is like, I can be vulnerable with someone, but if I feel like my vulnerability is not respected or honored or it's disrespected, then that's going to just completely shut down any forms of connection or potential for intimacy, at least in that conversation. Right. And that's why it's like, it's about safety and vulnerability, accepted vulnerability, cherished vulnerability, you know, and so many people are so closed off from being vulnerable because they're afraid. They're afraid of how they're going to be received. They're afraid of being rejected. So they just, we just hide it. Right. And so those are the two things I would say is, yeah, learn how to really connect with yourself. Like learn how to develop an intimate relationship with yourself where you know yourself deeply. And then number two, learn to create um, safety in vulnerability in your relationships where the people in your life feel safe to be vulnerable with you and that you feel safe to be vulnerable with the people in your life. And the more that you do that, the more connected, the more deep you feel, because I think that, you know, in the expression of vulnerability comes the expression of our pain. Right. And a, a, a very good friend of mine said this to me years ago. Um, and I'm curious your thoughts on this, Dr. C. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, he said, you know, Roberto, not everyone experiences love. Not everyone has experienced bliss or joy, but every human on the planet has experienced pain. And he feels that. And when he said that to me, I was like, oh my God, like that, that's the reason why when people share vulnerably, you feel connected to them. When they share their pain, when they share their trauma, you're like, oh, like I just, I get you. And I feel like on some level you get me because you've been through that pain. Right. And that's, that's the beauty in pain, right? That's yeah. the beauty in it is that it, it can, it can bring us together uh, when done in a really, when expressed in an intentional loving way. Yes, no, I, I definitely agree. And that's very profound because it, it's something simple, but when you take it and that concept, it is profound and understanding our emotions, we all experience emotions in different capacities, but that's very true. We all experience pain in some form or fashion. And I think with love, a lot of people don't experience what love is because of upbringing or the situations they've been in. They might feel like it's love, but if you look a little bit deeper on the deeper levels, it might not be what they're truly feeling inside and feeling loved. And that's very sad, but it it's true. I mean, just mm. from clients I've spoken to back when I was being a ther- I was a therapist, but understanding the magnitude of that because pain, there is that connection because it's a common feeling. Just even yeah. with I know when I started my entrepreneurial journey, not everyone understood what was going on because they had never really 
experienced it. And you know how like when people have weddings or baby showers, everyone's like, oh, I'm so excited. But when it comes to, I launched a business, crickets. And it's like that there's not always a connection. It's not as easy to connect to that yeah. if they've never experienced it, just like with love too, to bring it back. Not everyone can experience that or has experienced that. And that's very sad. And it's just like, I'm feeling that right now in my heart, like really like mm -hmm. thinking about it, you know, people don't always experience that, but creating those safe spaces for people. And I feel like the beauty, the beautiful thing about pain is that you can have that connection and you can be able to foster a safe connection if you allow it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I love what you said about entrepreneurship because I can totally relate to that. It's such a, such a journey being an entrepreneur. It's so confronting, so revealing, and you need to really like be devoted to your mission, be devoted to your vision, right? Because you're going to experience so much insecurity and doubt yes. and failure <laughs> that you need to be willing to create the resilience necessary to be a successful entrepreneur. A hundred percent. And it's an ongoing thing. <laughs> yeah. um, but I'm just really curious because we've been talking about deep connections with ourselves, but also with another person. And that requires that self-awareness, like we were talking about, and the understanding of ourselves first and foremost to make those connections. How do you help your clients develop a better understanding of themselves? I know you have the program, but to really understand their needs in order to attract and cultivate those fulfilling relationships. Yeah. Yeah. So Amanda and I created this process. We call it the fire starter model mm -hmm. and it can be summed up in the acronym CUTE, C-U-T-E. Okay. Mm -hmm. And C stands for confront the past. Mm -hmm. And really what that is, what that's about, it's about taking an honest look at your past pain mm -hmm. and more specifically your interpretation of your past pain. Right. Uh, because when we don't look at our pain, when we don't confront the past. It's almost like we're we're wearing uh, goggles and we're seeing our lives through the lens of our past pain. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't dealt with the fact that, you know, like for me, for instance, I'll, I'll speak just from my perspective. You know, I was looking through the lens of if I don't be myself, if I'm myself and I'm going to be abandoned. And I saw evidence of that everywhere I went. Yeah. Right. And my past pain was dictating my behavior, was dictating my thinking. Yeah. Right. So therefore, it's dictating my outcomes, which is why step one is we need to confront the past. We need to look at the things you've gone through and create some awareness on how we've interpreted those things. Right. right. And then step two, uh, the you is understand who you are. Yeah. And if I were to take it a step further, I'd say understand and accept who you are. Right. Um, like a lot of people come to us and, you know, they really just want to feel, they want to feel confident being themselves. That's often what it comes down to is Roberto. I'm so tired of feeling insecure. I'm tired of not setting boundaries. I'm, I'm tired of doubting myself constantly. And I'm noticing this, like, like overly self-critical thoughts just are, are incessant. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but a person who really understands who they are and mm -hmm. typically genuinely accepts who they are that's often a pretty confident person mm -hmm. right so that's why that's step two right mm -hmm. we confront the past then we put in the work to actually understand ourselves and who we are mm -hmm. the t stands for treat yourself lovingly mm -hmm. um and if i were to add to that it's commit to yourself unconditionally mm -hmm. okay so i'll elaborate on that yeah you know you know treating yourself lovingly i know that no matter what I do, 
no matter what mistakes I make, no matter how badly I mess things up, I'm always going to come back to loving myself. Like I've conditioned myself to treat myself lovingly. That wasn't always the case. There was a long time where I honestly hated myself <laughs> and I was constantly getting in my own way. And the practice of treating yourself lovingly is, is part of what gives me the confidence to show up as myself because I know I've got my own back. And then the commit piece, the commit to yourself unconditionally, I think is really important because it's the commitment to know that no matter what I do or don't do, I'm never going to abandon myself. Right. right. And I think that, you know, I think that people confuse love and commitment. You know, I think that love is unconditional and it should be like it is at its core, but I think people treat commitment unconditionally. And like, for instance, you know, you hear things like I'm going to be with you no matter what mm -hmm. till death do us part, no matter what I'm going to be with you. Mm -hmm. And in my past relationships, I had that mindset, but that meant that the people, the partners I was with were treating me however they wanted constantly disrespecting me, constantly disrespecting my boundaries, walking all over me, gaslighting me, putting me down over and over again. But because I was committed to them, no matter what, it didn't matter. Right. right. And it was in my last relationship where I made a decision. I'm like, I am never, ever, ever going to be committed to anybody unconditionally except myself yes. because no matter what I do or don't do, I'm always going to be in my own life. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> right? Like I'm yeah. not going anywhere. I'm always going to be here. So it's so important to treat myself lovingly and commit to myself unconditionally. And that's what we teach our clients to do. And then the last piece, which is in, in some ways, oftentimes the hardest piece for most people, mm -hmm. and it's express authentically, mm -hmm. express authentically. And, and that's the you know, in, in Firestarter, we, I tell people like, this is your dojo for honest expression, mm. this is the place to practice yeah. the thing that you're the most afraid to share the thing that you don't want to share the thing that you're cringing at the thought of doing or expressing. This is the space to do it. Mm -hmm. And we're going to create safety for you because like I can create safety for someone one-on-one -on -one to express themselves authentically. And that's going to help them. But when you do it in a community of people who are in awe of your expression, who mm -hmm. every time you show up vulnerably, every time you share the thing that you used to hide away in shame, like it often looks like this where someone goes, this is the thing that I don't want to share, but I'm going to share it. Yeah. And then they look and literally it moves people to tears. People are like, mm -hmm. oh my God, like I'm inspired by your vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And that does something to your nervous system. Mm -hmm. Right. And Firestarter is a year long program. So like when you do that consistently over a year in a safe container, that that changes how you view yourself, that shifts how you begin to show up in the world. And so that's really like the process, right? That's the process mm -hmm. that we walk people through. It's it's cute. <laughs> I, I love the acronym, but I, I love that process because it really allows that space for growth, especially because it's a year long, like you mentioned. And understanding, like I pictured even when you were saying where people are like, oh, this is my vulnerability. No, no. <laughs> but being able to understand when they do that, it just allows you to be more relatable. People can connect more because they're really hearing what you're going through and want to be supportive and the community and space and doing it a safe community, of course. And like just to preface what you've created. And I think it's so beautiful and so important because I feel like all of us have a voice and all of us have a story but being able to share that 
that, it just releases that because that becomes so heavy if you're holding that and it can really start to hurt your back or your stomach or any physical form if you are not releasing it. And it's so wonderful what's been created to create these strong and healthy relationships, starting with ourselves, because we are with ourselves 24 seven and it never goes away. So better get a little bit clearer on that (laughs) or a little more compassionate as well. But because relationships can be really complex, especially over time and they evolve, of course, but how do you support your clients navigating challenges and maintaining fulfilling relationships for long-term? So when it comes to outside of themselves, but the relationships around them. Yeah. So uh, something I tell everyone is that, you know, in any relationship, you're either growing together or you're growing apart. Yeah. There is no in between. Mm-hmm. And so the question is, this, well, how do we, how do we grow together? Mm-hmm. Um, but a equally important question is how does, how do two people grow apart? And people grow apart by accident. No one gets married and intentionally grows apart. They intend to be together forever. Mm-hmm. And over time, they accidentally create more and more distance. And then, oh, and it, and it feels slow, right? They've slowly, accidentally grown apart because they haven't been putting any intention into growing together. And then, what's been happening mm-hmm. happening slowly, all of a sudden, suddenly ends in divorce, right? Right. And so, what we tell all of our clients, you know, because because we work with singles and couples, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't you know, it's it, you don't have to be in a relationship to work with us. Um, but we say, if there are relationships in your lives that you that are important to you, you need to find ways to intentionally grow together. Mm. And there's so many different ways that you can do that, right? Like with with Amanda and I, like we have this this uh, evening ritual that we do. Um, uh, lately, it's oh, it's so fun. Like our rituals just like evolved. It used to be this thing called the peach in the pit, where it's like, what's your peach today? Which is something sweet, something you enjoyed. And then mm. the pit was like something that like you know. Uh, wasn't that great, but can totally turn into a, pe- a peach one day, right? Because there's like a mm-hmm. lesson involved. And then mm-hmm. we would end with saying, you know, uh, something I loved about you is something I appreciate about you is. And uh, I don't even remember what it was. It was something like that. And we would do that mm-hmm. every single night. Now it's shifted to more of like this just prayer time where we just sit mm-hmm. and we just kind of pray. And it's been really, really fun. And so that's one of the things that we do to intentionally grow together. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the piece that I would give anyone is, is to ask yourself, how can I intentionally grow with this person? Just the other day, someone said, Hey, like, how do I, how do I, you know, make my long distance relationship work? And that was my advice is like, yo, there's a lot of distance between you and your partner. So how can you intentionally grow with them? Maybe you can read a book together, right? Maybe there's, you know, like a practice you can do on a regular basis with you and your partner, where like on a weekly basis, it's like this practice intimacy-based date night where you get on a Zoom call or FaceTime and you gaze into each other's eyes and just see what that evokes. And then you unpack and talk about that after, right? Like find ways to create intimacy and ultimately growth in the relationship. Because if two people that are growing together uh, intentionally, I find her pretty, pretty unstoppable. And the last piece I'll say to that though, is that the caveat here is that for two people to grow together, both people have to be devoted to grow together. Right. Cause mm-hmm. like I could be a thousand percent committed to my partner to grow with her, but if she's 90% committed, that's not going to work long-term. 
It's not. And it's like, no matter how committed I am, that doesn't matter if she's not all in. It takes one person to decide we're growing apart, but it takes both people to decide we're growing together. Mm, I love that. And I think it just like it hit on so many factors, but I, I think it's important to just be really intentional in our relationships day in, day out, having effective communication, being on the same page and understanding of creating that time and space for each other as well. And I love that you had Amanda do that. I think that's what really fosters and grows a relationship in the direction you want, because you're right. It takes one person to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm out and yeah. make that decision, but it takes both people to really work on it. And that's the foundation piece because the two people are in a relationship. Even when you're in a relationship with yourself, it's the relationship internally and externally as well. Yeah. So it's always moving parts. But I love everything that you are doing. And I'm so curious, what has been some of the obstacles in building your business from the beginning till now? Great question. Oh <laughs> Just one or two. <laughs> that could be like a whole podcast on its own. Wow. I know. <laughs> one of the obstacles. Um, okay, for sure, one of them uh, was at the beginning. Like, Amanda and I are both very passionate people. Mm -hmm. Um like she's a boss. Amanda's incredible. She's an incredible leader, uh, incredibly driven. Um, and there was a point where her and I were like butting heads around leading our business. We both wanted to lead the same things and it just caused so much conflict. And we now acknowledge that both of us had a level of ego attached to it where we didn't want to like let go of certain things. Like we needed to be the ones in charge, right? Um, and one of the breakthrough moments came where we had a conversation. We asked ourselves, where do you want to lead? Mm. Like, where do you feel most confident and inspired to lead? And not just in our business, but in our life. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was such a fun conversation. Right. Because like I would hear Amanda describe the things she wants to lead. And I was like, I don't want to lead those things. That's mm -hmm. amazing. So what that does is now that puts me in a position to empower her to lead in that area. So I'm going to, so when it comes to that area of our life and business, I'm going to surrender the leadership to you and I'm going to follow your lead. Right. Mm -hmm. How can I support you to lead this best? And it was the same vice versa. I was like, hey, I want to lead these areas of our lives and business, which means when I start to step up and own these areas, she has the opportunity to let go of control and support me in my leadership. Yeah. Uh, and that was like a profound, a profound lesson. And I'm trying to think, and if there's one more area that was a big obstacle, um, which I really hope that any entrepreneur listening like really understands this. Um but I was so attached to my unrealistic timeline of success, mm -hmm. right? We're, we're shown, you know, on social media, these like seemingly overnight successes, mm -hmm. right? And they're in our face all the time. And I was constantly comparing myself to them. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, and it's frustrating when you know that like you have something of real value, like you have something that you know can help people, that you know is going to add value to people, um, but it's just not hitting and it's just not landing the way that you expect it to or want it to. It can be kind of debilitating. Yeah. And then it was a, it was a few years ago where I heard I heard a mentor say, um, "Your success may not be immediate, but it is inevitable 
as long as you stop needing it to be immediate and are committed to work for as long as it takes. Yeah. Right. And that, that like, aha, I was like, oh my God, like I finally let go of needing it to be now. I was like, I don't need it to be now. I accept that it's inevitable as long as I never, ever stop. It's either it's either I'm going to achieve the impact that I'm looking to achieve. I'm going to help the people I'm meant to help, or I'm going to get to the end of my life and die. There's literally no other option. And, and some people, when I share that, like it, some people may interpret that as like, oh, that's a little too intense or like that. I mean, that's just also who I am. I'm a very intense person. <laughs> um, and it, it's cool because to me, it just doesn't give me an out. It's like, I am, I like the people I'm meant to help are too important to let my fear, to let my insecurity get in the way. Because the moment that I let my fear get in the way or my ego that wants it to be now, I'm making it about me. And it's not about me. Like to any entrepreneur, you're here to give value. That's what entrepreneurs do. That's what we do. We solve problems Mm -hmm. and the problems we solve often aren't for us. They're for other people. I mean, heck, if you have a business, it's definitely for other people, right? And, and that's the, that was the, 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 the pivot point for me is recognizing it's not about me. And the moment I let my fear, my ego get in the way, that is me making it about me. So I stopped needing it to be immediate and let it be inevitable as long as I don't stop. Mm, so well said. And I mean, there's so many points in there, but I think it's really understanding as an entrepreneur, there's opportunities for us to continue to give value and just realizing that it's not going to be overnight. But if we have the vision or why and why we're doing something, it's going to allow us to have that motivation and determination to not give up because we have a bigger purpose. And a lot of times it's that pain that we've experienced and we turned it into our purpose. And I'm so curious if you could just give us one or two of your top tips for entrepreneurs. I know you've already given us so much Mm. insight, but something that would be beneficial for them to hear. One or two top tips for entrepreneurs, I would say, I mean, to, to just honestly, like reemphasize what I said before, it's like, to really ask yourself, like, how serious are you about creating a business, a successful business? Mm-hmm. Um, a question I used to ask all my clients before working with them is I would say to them, how committed are you to create XYZ? How committed are you to create the relationship you want on a scale of one to 10? One, one is I'm committed. 10 is I'm like, there, sorry, one is I'm not committed. 10 is mm-hmm. Roberto. There's no other option than for me to, to do this. Mm-hmm. And when people would tell me they're anything less than a 10 at one point, I wouldn't have worked with them. I'm a little less intense now. Like now if someone says they're like a nine or eight, I'll work with them. But back then, if someone told me they were a nine, I wouldn't work with them. Mm-hmm. And, and I would be honest with them and they'd be, they'd say I'm a nine and be like, sorry, like, I don't think you're ready for, for the work that I have. And they said, Roberto, like I'm a, I'm a nine out of 10. Like that's a high number. I said, I understand that that's a high number, mm-hmm. but I'm a thousand percent committed to serve you. And I cannot be more committed to your success than you are to your own success. That is like, imagine on wedding day, your partner comes to you and says to you, Hey babe, I'm excited to marry you. But I just, I just want you to know that like, I'm 90% committed to this relationship. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's messed yeah. up. That would yeah. not work. That's like you being hundred percent committed and then being 90% committed. It just doesn't work. And I share that, that metaphor for all the entrepreneurs to really emphasize that if you want to create a successful business, if you want to make an impact, then you need a 10 out of 10 commitment. Yeah. Nine out of 10 is not going to work. 9.5 is not going to work. 9.9 is not going to work, right? Mm-hmm. It's either I'm going to do this and I'm committed to put in the work no matter what, 
or I'm not. And there is no other option. And the only reason why there are these entrepreneurs that have achieved incredible success and have sustained it, the only reason why they've been able to do that is because they outlasted everyone else. Yes. Right. The the numbers are, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's like 95% of entrepreneurs don't make it within five years. Mm -hmm. It's a staggering number. And the only reason why is just because they quit. And I'm sure there's a million reasons why, like whatever circumstances, like I'm not here to like generalize. Mm -hmm. And in the end, I think the only reason why the 5% succeed is because they just outlasted. Mm -hmm. So that's, if there's one thing to give any entrepreneur, it's to really look at your commitment Mm-hmm. And really ask yourself, how devoted are you? And if you want to make your business work, if you want it to succeed, if you want to make the impact that you believe that you are here to make, and if it's on your heart, then you like there's something specific that our planet needs you to give. But if you want to give it the way you're meant to, it's going to take a 10 out of 10 or more commitment, but definitely not less. Because yeah. if it's less, then you're going to quit. It's going to feel too overwhelming. And mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just not going to work, just like how anything less in a marriage would work. Absolutely. And so well said, too, because it's really being 100%, 110% in it. So you know that there is that sustainability and knowing that you're driving for what you want and what you're going to accomplish. But you're right. A lot of times it's just people outlast the others, but it's being committed to it. And I love the work you're doing. I love what you and Amanda have created and how inspiring it is to just really focus in on more meaningful relationships, starting with ourselves. But where can people find you, your services? We're going to link everything below, but if you could let us know too. Love that. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Yeah. So anyone can check us out at theconsciouscouple.ca. Uh, conscious, everyone messes up the spelling. It's C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S, you know, couple.ca. Uh, you can check, I'm really active on Instagram. That's at real Roberto Paez. Um, you can follow us on TikTok. That's at the conscious couple. And then we have a really amazing uh, Facebook group community. That's entirely free. If you just search the conscious relationship collective, will come up there. There's like oceans of trainings and values there that you can have access to. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Roberto, for coming on, just sharing your beautiful light with us and just everything that you and Amanda have created and are doing to really make more meaningful relationships for themselves, but also all those around them and such a safe, supportive space too. So thank you so much for coming on today. My pleasure, sister. Thank you for this opportunity, Dr. C. Absolutely. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment below. What was the biggest takeaway from Roberto today? I'm sure he would love to see that comment and we'll see you on the next episode.